Hey, how's it going? This is Tyler Murphy, and you're listening to the Montana Gallery Podcast. I, uh, I'm just recovering from falling down my stairs earlier today. My back is all messed up now. Fell on my butt. It hurts really bad. And my elbow. They're wooden stairs. They're pretty steep. I was carrying down a box, uh, a drawer unit. You know, those plastic drawer units that you get from, like, Target or Walmart? I was carrying that down. It all just fell apart on me as soon as I started walking down the stairs. So I just spilled everything that was in it all across the floor. And, of course... I also, my body just kind of fell all across the stairs and down onto the floor. I just stood up and just sat there. I wanted to cry, but I didn't. just sat there and held my elbow. (laughs) And then Lenny from next door came over. And uh, he's like, that sounded like a not intentional fall or it was so loud everything just blew up as it hit the floor (laughs) all these pastels old acrylic paint tubes cattle markers uh, a bunch of stuff that i have been lugging around for years for no apparent reason because i never use it so, anyways, I'm getting rid of some stuff. I'm giving some of it to my friend Karen, and then whatever, whatever she doesn't take, I'll find some other friends that are that are artists that might enjoy it. So I'm a little sore. I also drove uh, for 14 hours yesterday. I was uh, <clears throat> delivering a painting to Omaha, Nebraska, a big old seven foot by seven foot painting by an artist named Bags Omone. Not very many people know about old Bags, but he's got, uh, he's got like, now he's got 18 paintings in a car dealership in Infinity uh, of Omaha. So if you're ever down there, you should go check him out. Nobody knows who who he really is. Um, he used to have a website. Whoever was managing it, I think, got sick of paying for paying for <laughs> a uh, web domain that never that nobody ever went to. Uh, after a couple years, whoever was paying for it wised up. But uh, he was called out of retirement. The gallery got an email uh, a couple months back saying, "Hey, if uh, if this Bags of Monet character is still around, we need a seven foot by seven foot painting." So I got a hold of old Bags and I uh, talked it over with him, and uh, we came to an agreement. And so he decided to say yes to the commission, and. Uh, of course, he was nowhere to be seen after after painting it, and of course, then I had to be the one to drive it down from Billings to Omaha, which is a really long drive, about 12 hours. But uh, pulled off and did some did, did a little bit of plein air painting on the way down, somewhere over west of Wall Wall Drug, on the way down, and then. Uh, and then I was able to reconnect with my mentor, Lauren Entz, one of the greatest painters uh, that you can find out there. Check out his work sometime, laurenentzstudio.com, I think. Um, <clears throat> he's really the guy that I learned, uh, you know, that probably influenced the way I paint more than anybody else. And uh, he's just been a great friend. Um, over the years, I've got a drawing 
Let me go look real quick. I've got a drawing that he did of me. It's hanging up on the wall behind me. And uh, it's dated March 15th of 2010. So I've known him for about eight years. It's about as long as I've been painting uh, full time. Well, not, I guess, I don't know. I own, a, I own the gallery, so I'm not really a full time painter. I'm like, I don't know what I am. Um, but uh, anyways, I got to hang out with him after delivering the painting. And uh, we, he moved down to Brownville, Nebraska, which is this really cool little town on the Missouri. It um, actually was going to be the state capital of Nebraska, apparently. Uh, and then Lincoln, uh, some other people in Nebraska way back in the day were friends with Lincoln, and they were able to convince him to move the capital up north about an hour, which <coughs> made the capital Omaha. I'm pretty sure Omaha's the capital of Nebraska. I hope it is. So anyways, I'm a little tired right now, uh, but I was um, inspired as I was uh, driving down. A few people sent in some emails um, uh, since the last podcast, and <clears throat> here in a little bit I'll cut to, uh, oh, like a week, week and a half ago, I was hanging out with Ken and Richie up in... Up in uh, Chico, uh, Livingston, or yeah, south of Livingston, Montana, and uh, we were sitting in the hot springs and we recorded on my phone a little conversation and tried to answer a few questions from one listener. And then somebody else emailed in the other day and I really liked, let me see if I can just pull it up real quick here. Really appreciated what she had to say. Um, I think she was just saying, she likes to go power walking, and um, that's got. I gotta. I gotta start exercising somehow. What, some of the things that I was thinking of, I had you know 14 hours to drive back home yesterday, so um, I was thinking, man, first thing I'm gonna do when I get back is clean up my studio space and get it looking really sharp and turn it into a space that I actually want to work um, because it's kind of become a catch-all for a lot of things around the gallery, this upstairs area above the gallery. So uh, I did that today and, of course, fell down the stairs. But um, I got it pretty well. I got it, I got it going pretty well. Um, I still need to get rid of a lot of... I've got way too many like little art supplies and little dumb things that I've picked up over the years that I should get rid of got a ton of books and a lot of old paintings that probably need to find the burn pile go through that and and uh, pick out the best ones and get rid of a whole bunch of them they're just cluttering up my life way too much um, let me see if I can find this email oh yeah here it is okay so I don't think I'll read all of it because a lot of it's just nice complimentary things which i appreciate but i'll spare you guys that um I th she says i think um i think many artists don't use straight lines to draw to talk to think or to just get where they're going in life a couple weeks ago i listened as you talked about the health reper repercussions of stress when you were not able to fulfill a promised uh ship date for daniel's barn video oh yeah and then uh, she attached a picture of I had sent her a note thanking her for for her patience or something like that um, and let's see some of this other stuff I'll respond back to directly through the email I thought there was something oh yeah right at the end this is what I wanted to share she just said uh, you know painting can be so isolating but hearing a friendly voice working out his own artistic struggles makes me feel like I'm okay and that <clears throat> I guess that's what I wanted to share was just um, that part of the email because it's like oh yeah that I guess that is what I'm doing and it just it almost you know it just made a uh, made me feel really good hearing that part and it's like all right, that's what we're trying to do. Be a friendly voice in somebody's somebody's ear as they're uh, you know working on their uh, different artistic projects and um, 
and show a little bit how it's hard. It's a struggle. It's really fun. Um, and uh, help, but kind of help you to know that um, I think everybody struggles with it, no matter where you're at in your career. I think all of my friends, um, you know, go through times of uh, high highs and low lows, and the key is to just keep on, uh, just know that that's going to happen. I guess and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe give yourself grace when you're just not feeling it. And then, uh, and I, I like to just kind of follow my interests, I guess. And, and, I, and I have faith in myself that my interests will come back around to the thing that, that it needs to come <laughs> around to, like back to painting. Which it's like, for I think I've said on the last couple podcast episodes that I... I really took like a month, month, month and a half off where I wasn't doing very much around the gallery or, um, you know, I was just mostly reading and watching movies <laughs> and, and because that's, that's where I found myself drawn to. And then, but it's like I could towards halfway through that time, I could really start to feel myself going, you know, you're going to get back to work here soon. And and you're you're going to do a lot of work before this show with Daniel, and this kind of a comforting thing to to know that I could feel it coming from a ways off, and um, so I uh, I just kind of trusted in that, and uh, here we're like two weeks away from the show opening, and I think I think I'm on. Uh, I'm on course to get everything done that I uh, want to get done for the show. I need to work on um, the physical mailers. I always send out something physical in the mail, so I got to get that done. And then, um, but I was lining out all the different paintings that I've got ready for this show, and I think I've got about 15 right now. And I bet that I'll be able to get. A, I'll be able to touch those ones up a little bit, uh, perfect them a little bit, and I, I bet I'll be able to get another 10. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't want to say. I, I bet I'll be able to get a handful of other paintings that I feel confident in before. Uh, probably by the time... Oh, probably in another week and a half. And I'm sure that Daniel and I will be painting right up until the deadline for this show right until it opens and uh and then afterwards uh after our show november 8th we're gonna go back to chico and uh and then we rented this cabin uh for a couple nights way up high on this mountain which we went out and some of the paintings that i've got in the show are from uh, my time out there two weeks ago with uh Ken and Richie, and we we were painting on this on this road, <clears throat> and this guy pulled up and was like, "Hey, you want to see the best view of the valley?" And so Richie went up with with this guy. He jumped in the truck with this guy, and Ken and I stayed and painted. And we were like, "Oh crap, we should have probably gotten that license plate number." And um, anyways, Richie came back safe and sound. This guy was really cool, and. Uh, and so we went up and painted on the hillside there. I think I'm going to do a... I've got an idea for a painting of Ken. I've got a sweet photo that I took of him. Uh, kind of all silhouetted against the backlit mountains up there on the hillside. So I'm excited to jump into that here in the next day or two. Um, and I'll use my studies that I did up there as reference uh, for that. <clears throat> so we each did two quick paintings up there that night and um man those guys are so good i actually i learned so much uh especially watching richie on this last trip just watching him the uh he's really progressed over the last uh year or so i'd say with plain air painting in particular and <clears throat> he really he kind of we were talking about how he's been sort of zooming out 
painting closer up uh, to like in the visual field painting things that are a little closer up when he goes out and plein air paints than he is uh, than he usually does um, it can be easy to kind of you know get in the habit of painting things that are way far off and sometimes that's a little easier it seems like but when you do or at least with these paintings of his where he was painting this road coming right at you um, I think he posted it on his on his Instagram and it like blended in perfectly with the with the actual scene but when you uh, you know paint the ground and make it feel like it comes right under your feet there's like there's just a different sense about it that I uh, or there's a different aesthetic to the painting that I really like and um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pay more attention to that with my work going forward it's something that I see uh, that a lot of those guys especially like Glenn Dean his work to me he really he focuses on things uh, maybe not every time but he he paints the foreground and really makes it feel like the foreground comes underneath your feet. Same with uh, Josh Elliott and um, probably, imagine Lip King and uh, Logan Hajij uh, do that really well too. And um, I think for landscape painting, that's just <coughs> just a useful um, uh, useful reminder. Maybe not to paint that way always, but to give it a try. Like paint things that are. Um, well, I yeah, just I remember that uh, Josh Elliott said that that he was he made some comment one time about uh, like making sure that the ground feels like it comes right underneath your feet. Um, he was kind of saying that as if he was repeating it from some old painter um, that had given him that advice. And he kind of said it as like, this is some, this is a piece of advice that is worth knowing, but he doesn't necessarily stick to it every time. I think is that's how I'm remembering. This was years ago that he, <clears throat> that I remember him saying that. Um, Okay, so we're at 18 minutes. What else? I, I don't want to take up too much time here before I get into a couple questions in the in the this next part of the podcast with Ken and Richie. And then I liked uh, one of my friends that emails in regularly. Um, she emailed in some fun questions about the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I think in the last podcast, I talked about how I freaked out on a homeless person because, <clears throat> kind of because I had um, all these people interrupting me. And she says, uh, you said you were at, I, I should finish that <laughs> story. I freaked out on this homeless person because I had all these people interrupting me that day. And then I went out to get this Jimmy John sandwich and then... Um, and then I'm trying to get back to the gallery, and this guy asks for some some money, like crosses this, you know, runs across the street to try to ask me for some money to get something to eat, and uh, I didn't have any cash or change on me, and so I just I got all mad because I was really hungry, and I just threw my Jimmy John's chips at him, um, stormed back to my gallery, and was like had to had to cool off a little bit and then figure out what the heck, why, I'd re, why I had reacted so strongly to that. And um, so anyways, and, and I, I, I think that that was because I, um, I, just my day was getting eaten up by everybody that was coming in. So uh, you said that you were at the gallery and wanted to paint, and wanted to paint so bad, but people kept coming in and ate up your morning leaving you basically frustrated. So tell me, why didn't you close the door like you wanted and just let yourself paint? Uh, why didn't you give yourself the permission to do that? I mean, you're the boss, right? Uh, you could have left a nice note on the door. That's what I need to do, really. 
um, are you running the business or is it running you? <laughs> uh, running you down in this case. Are you a slave to your schedule or are you a master of your time? Um, I'm not sure. Can you promise yourself that next time you would close the door? Uh, and not just that door, I mean it's like a metaphor. Uh, would you do, would, would you stop doing something you're obliged to do in order to do something else that your heart desires? <clears throat> I think that's a good, I, I like this, it's, it's kind of, I think being aware of my own, uh, like when I feel myself starting to, my attention starting to drift away when I'm in conversation with friends and just kind of taking note of that and being able to express like, hey, guys, it's been great hanging out, but I need, I do need to get to work here. Um, and just kind of taking note of when, when my ADD, I guess, um, I've, I've, I, I don't know that I have ADD, but um, just when my attention starts to get drawn um, to other stuff, other responsibilities that I have, to, to, I guess be respectful of of that, uh, and then, and and give it a voice, and stand up for myself. Yeah, um, I think that's just something that I struggle with. That. I, I think I pro I don't know if you're listening to this. Let me know if you um, if you struggle with similar things. I, I've talked with a lot of different artists that have had studio galleries like I have, and they all uh, run into the same kinds of problems. And one guy I was talking to recently, he actually just closed down the gallery and and um, they moved to um, a different to a different town. Or he actually he started painting at home. I guess they moved to a town for a, di a different town for another reason, but he just started painting at home because so many people um, started coming in and just um, buttoning in on his. They started, you know, eating up all of his time, and there, and and he wasn't <laughs> assertive enough to uh, to you know to be able to turn them away. And he'd even like lock the doors and stuff, and people would like open up the side windows and come in, <laughs> which sounds hilarious, but it hard, kind of hard to believe. But, but, I guess I there's something about a art studio that does. It's like it just draws people for for some reason. You know, anytime you're somebody's involved in some kind of a creative endeavor, it it's like a siren sirens call for people I think um, I think there's something and there's probably a lot more to that but I won't go into that now um, anyways uh, so yeah I'm working on that and I like your questions thanks for the email and uh, you um, this person sent in some more emails uh, for Daniel and I some questions for Daniel and I to to answer about our show bridge that's coming up <clears throat> and uh, I'll get around to those questions with him here um, either when he's here physically or maybe we'll do we'll record something um, and merge the two audio files together uh, we'll see that's a, that takes a little more time on my end so I might just wait till he's here um, all right that's a it's a good amount of rambling right there. We're going to cut to this other like little uh, 25, 30 minute clip of uh, Ken and Richie and I at Chico Hot Springs. I I think I just ran into them and I, and so I I it's kind of our first half hour of hanging out together. And uh, we get in the hot springs. There's a lot of background noise. So anyways, if you don't like the if it gets too much, just turn off the podcast, and I'll I'll try to do a better job in the future of not um, of not recording in really noisy places. And uh, even this recording here, I'm I'm recording in my studio. 
Um, normally I record at my house and there's a little more echo in this space. And so I, uh, in the future, I, I'll try to record mostly at my house, but just wanted to get this out there this week. And, uh, thanks everybody for the emails that have come in. Uh, feel free to send in any other ones. Um, Tyler Murphy, what is it? Tyler.Murphy at MontanaGallery.net. And, um, yeah, that's all. Talk to you next week. Do you want to go into the deep pool first? I don't care. Uh, dunk your phone? Yeah. <laughs> you can just set it on the side of the Yeah, somebody cannonballs it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might, yeah. Oh, man. All right. This is Tyler Murphy, Montana Gallery Podcast, reporting to you live from Chico Hot Springs, sitting in the pool in the hot springs. It's amazing. Just hanging out with Ken and Richie. There's a little bit of snow falling. You see this? Am I just hallucinating again? There is. Totally paint from in here. Let's just do that. Let's just, we can, we can order in our our dinner. <laughs> We're in our dinner and our, the human raisin. and our beers, and we'll just set up our easels right on the side there. Yeah. You actually could just set your easel on the ledge. Seriously. I know. I might, probably I ain't the, first, the first artist to do so. Probably not. Probably not. Well, how have you guys been? Pretty good. <laughs> you know. Nice roller and depressed. Yeah. Ride the artistic <laughs> roller coaster. Oh, man. Yeah. Every good just trying to stay stay productive. Yeah. Fall's a weird time. I always like to. I get really busy just doing Montana stuff, like trying to, you know, get the garden finished up and cut firewood and all that kind of like life stuff that takes away from painting sometimes. Yeah. So it's been hard to. Stay super engaged. And, yeah. See, I just came out of a horrific spell of doing absolutely nothing. Like oh, that's a been a half. That's been my really? thing for it like was awful. a month. Got real, got real dark there for a second. Really? I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> oh, I, did. I did for a while. Then I was like, oh, I might not be able to But no, so I've been productive finally in the last week and a half, and it's felt a lot better. I'm actually excited to go back in the studio after this paint out week and build finish a bunch of frames and finish some more paintings nice get some new work down for the new workshop new or new arrivals at montana gallery what's this tyler well that can be any time oh. that you want but also we've got the christmas show okay annual christmas show should have just figured I should, yeah well i i should have been during this month and a half of doing nothing i probably should have at least <laughs> Sent out an email saying, "Hey, hey, hey, everybody, Tyler. Yeah, I need something from you soon. Yeah, that's trying to line up. I've been juggling lots of work, yeah. like paintings to be done, and it's good to know when there's deadlines, so I can get scared by them and suffer lots of anxiety beforehand. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a good end of the year trying to." get you know, the whole end game figured out for 2018. Tyler, I have a, a show idea in my head that I want to do at your gallery, but it's going to be a little bit out. Okay. But That's good. I got a, I got two ideas in my head of bodies of work that I'm wanting to work on and actually do and not just have them in my head because I've been neglecting that side of my yeah. creativity oh, and man. my direction with my art, so I'm like excited to get back into being like having a group of work that's intentional yep for a purpose shown all together not just dealing one painting out to this guy this guy this guy whether i'm not like yeah it doesn't it doesn't get the meaning across of the, the yeah. work that i'm doing i think that's exactly what i want to be doing as well is like with each of you guys doing i mean we've kind of talked about this a little bit but like the sojourner show i i just loved that because it was a cohesive right kind of even though it was all put together last second pretty much it, <laughs> i know but it went it looked like it wasn't put together last second i so. was talking to dan yesterday about that i was like 
man, everything about that just fell into place. Like, yeah. there's an article that's coming out right now about it. About uh, oh, about sojourners. Well, about me and Dan being in Europe. Oh yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it's it, everything. I was like, man, everything really just kind of fell into place. I didn't think I was gonna be able to get a show ready in two weeks after I got back, but it just kind of worked out. I like I like the idea of. I feel most creative when I somehow limit myself in some way, like whether it's time, like with Art Lab, you know, mm -hmm. or or an idea or a yeah, subject or something. Yep. Yep. I agree. Otherwise, there's too many freaking options. There's too much. Too I much freedom. I can't uh, focus if there's too much freedom. Yeah. yeah. Be shackled and bound. Yeah. Something to fight against. That's why. Yeah. Rage against the machine. Yeah. See so if you have to get this machine to rage against Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I hate Montana Gallery. <laughs> I hate painting. But here I am. Yeah, it'll be good to have some cool projects to work forward. Are you trying to get stuff lined up for next year, Tyler? You, you daydreaming and wishing and pondering up some new stuff? Not yet. When do you think you want to do your show next year? I don't know. It'd be... It'll have to be January 1st. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, it's not a good time to do... It should be in the summer that we do something with you. Again, like Sojourners, because that's when things go well. You think summertime? For me, yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, and these next couple months might be a really good time to... to strike you know right before christmas so i mean that's why daniel and i decided yeah. to do the show when we decided to do it yeah. our our bridge show mm -hmm. i'm excited to see all that work for that yeah, yeah me too I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah see all the work you have stacked up right now <laughs> i've probably got like 10 paintings that'll be part of it but i mean i'm planning on the thing is is that all my plain air work looks so much better than anything i do in the studio yeah so it's like <laughs> All right, I guess I'm just gonna do a bunch of plain air work, like even, even larger plain airs. Ten foot plain air. Yeah. Yeah. Soroya stuff. Soroya on there. Yeah. That'd be cool, Tyler. Um, it's hard to juggle doing a show and growing as an artist. That's the thing I think I've been having a hard time with. It's like, oh, you have to do paintings that need to be good, and they need to be ready on time, and you also should be trying to do something like important or good or like learning or something. Don't you think that's what drives like growth the, the most though? Is like doing a doing a show and... I mean, have, it definitely keeps you painting, but it doesn't, I think that like, Brian Mark Taylor talks about like separating your your work time and your experiment time. Okay. It's something you would hate, but for me it's like, mm. I'm such a organizational, yeah, like focused freak that to, to get in where I, I'm trying to break things, break yeah. processes, and then also come up with a good product. It's like really tough. So if you get stuck in this loophole of like Richie saying, where it's like, this, they need work, they need work, they need work, this needs work, then pretty soon you haven't done anything just to like explore and experience. Try to like grow or be it better. It just oh, like, yeah, sure, right. I forgot that you guys have other galleries than mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where have all these paintings gone? <laughs> I think last time on the podcast I was talking about my lack of organization and how, how you guys have really been the ones I feel like on the last several trips, last couple of years that have helped organize, make sure that we all get together and hang out and actually do something. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess I, I at the last second, I like sweep up all the paintings, like, yeah. give me, give me, give me. And then, but, uh, but I was, I was talking about how, like, I've got to do a, I've, I have to do a better job of, you know, like reminding you guys several months out, like, yes. Hey, by the way, yes, Tyler, yep. yes, Tyler, I want, I want paintings I can sell for you guys. I brought my checkbook too. Oh, good. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> so you couldn't get away from it. Like, yeah. oh, no, Tyler owes me money. You want paintings? I want my money. <laughs> I could have swore I sent you that check. Postal service guy has it right now. Yeah. I'm just taking advantage of your forgetfulness, and you did send it to me, and I'm just going to yeah. get double paid. I know. Double cash out. 
But I love the idea, though, of doing shows. Like, you and I have been talking about next year doing either Glacier or Beaten Path in the Beartooths. Yeah. That sounds and awesome. Making a show out of that. I like that idea a lot. I really, really Some of my do friends that. are doing the Beaten Path in June, I think. How long is that? 26 miles. People, people jog it. That's crazy. It's yeah. But painters don't. Yeah. Especially overweight painters like me. Oh, and me. Holy cow, it's been bad lately. <laughs> it's, been bad. <laughs> it's been a bad month and a half. There's some cool medical term for when you're trying to eat to survive the winter. And I think that's what I have. I yeah, mean, I me have too. a syndrome. Yeah. I know. That yeah, but it's, it's like there's a word for it. It's a science word for it. But yeah, it's been a big fat mission for the, for the fall. Sugar cereal. Stack up. But... By summertime, I'll be ready. And June, I think, would be a good time because the snow will still be epic up there. Yeah. Hopefully not so bad that we'll fall and die. Yeah. You're um, the expert, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm the hiking outdoor wilderness <laughs> expert. <laughs> yeah, I guess the listeners can't see majestic long hair. But Aragorn. <laughs> Tyler the ranger. <laughs> Um, should we see what this guy he emailed in some good questions my friend yeah, kind of got to that. we're only th- we've only been right we've only been going for 13 minutes three hours <laughs> hey, well okay so he starts off by saying still enjoying your podcast which I was telling these <laughs> thank guys you, sir. thank you so much because <laughs> lately it, that is impressive so what's the uh, what are these questions? Okay, so uh, <laughs> when what? you make your podcast, <laughs> what's your grand vision of Montana Gallery? What impact do you hope Montana Gallery will have locally, nationally, in the art world, on the artists that you represent, on you personally? And if you had to close down the gallery for whatever reason, what one thing about it would you miss the most? That's a good question. Yeah. These are all super good. Super intense. What do you guys feel like the vision for Montana Gallery should be? Like, or what do you... Yeah. Sell all of my paintings. (laughs) Sell a ton. No, I think it's... And when, when we say Montana Gallery, let's just say like us collectively as a group. Well, for me, it's like Like, a story element that other galleries don't seem to be maybe as as prioritized on. Like, they Ah. just to do paintings with like a story concept on it is so much more enjoyable than setting up paintings for retail. It's like, oh, look, here it is. Can you ask paintings for sale? But when working with anything you're doing, there's always some cool vision or uh, group mentality behind it that I really love. Yeah, I think love being a young think gun. It's so much yeah. about trying new things that you know the the gallery scene has kind of been doing the same thing for so long, and you being a gallery, trying to stay relevant, with just not doing the status quo all the time and trying experimenting, even if it like, might fail or it yeah. does fail. I could drop this phone in the water at any yeah, second like, right now. Yeah, and it might and it might look it might sound horrible. Death right now. So they can pull the, the the chip out of it and still have this recording. Yeah, I think that the... Uh, I cut you off there, Richie. That's oh, all good. What do you think, Tyler? It's your gallery. I don't know. I think the thing about vision that, like, I want to be careful not, not to get too... Like, I think I used to care a lot more about trying to plan out like all right this is what's going to happen but I, you just find I find that I deviate from the plan so much mm-hmm. that I kind of end up doing what I want to do anyway anyway and that the doing what I want to do is always like this in the moment inspiration so I kind of have some vague ideas like what we're talking about of let's continue doing the shows mm-hmm. um I think getting articles on, like, kind of each of us individually in magazines and, you know, starting to do more full-page ads as yeah. we can afford it sounds 
sounds good for a while anyways. I, I don't know that I don't know that we need to do that forever, but and to be selling larger works rather than just smaller works. Uh, selling larger works more often would be great. Um, that would be super. That's cool. hard. I think that's there's just not the market for that that I'm aware of or that I've figured out how to how to tap into in billings and selling large paintings over the internet is a little more challenging mm -hmm. but that's I mean that's kind of what we're trying to do with like this show with Daniel and I is especially with his work like sell hopefully sell some larger paintings of his and kind of get the gallery known as a place where you can buy larger Daniel Keyes paintings but again I like I don't know I like maybe maybe I'll want to go join the circus next week or something mm -hmm. and like, that'll be yeah. shut it down <laughs> shut it down and then what will you miss the most yeah I was thinking about that I think I, mean, I think hanging out with you yeah well if you guys join me in the circus then we'll be good but um, <laughs> I feel like we're already kind of in the circus yeah <laughs> it's getting beautiful out here it's gonna be good painting weather here soon I think, I mean, I think the, I think I would miss the things like story night. Think, I think I would miss the kind of like feeling, I don't know, feeling like we are doing something kind of, uh, I don't know how to even say it. The, the authority? There, there's like an underdog, underdogness to what the gallery is doing. Yeah. And kind of like a subversive element to all of it yeah of kind of being imbeciles that somehow <laughs> you know that somehow are doing something cool but but are you know I don't know like uh, well have I told you guys about have I did I tell you guys about the idiot the moron and the imbecile yeah yeah it was last time we heard was it yeah yeah so the the moron is just the person who kind of goes with the flow. Just goes with the flow, knows all the right things, always like always uh, insists on using the right dinner spoon and fork and whatever. And then the the idiot is like we all become idiots whenever we go to a different country. Well, we like screw things up all the time because we don't know the right way that you're supposed to greet someone or or you know do whatever like me in Italy <laughs> and then but then like the moron would be in that case would be the person who is overly like this is what you do and insistent upon sticking to the rules and the imbecile is the person who kind of knows all the rules but kind of looks like the idiot kind of acts like the idiot. They just know how, to, like, when to break the rules. I don't know. So, so I kind of like, I like trying to be a, be an imbecile <laughs> in, the, in the art world. I think you're doing a good job. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that verbiage is hard to, hard to get around sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's not the nicest, nicest verbiage. But, I but uh, yeah, I think I'd miss like story night and hanging out with you guys. I mean, I guess I would still hang out with you guys. No okay. way, man. Maybe. I don't you know. If I can't make money off of you. That's like you'd be doing part of some of these painting groups where everyone's hanging out and, you know, like formal organizations of people coming together are cool because artists do need that. But I always get kind of spoiled thinking like, no, oh, we don't really do any of that like formalities. It's just... You know, drive and hang out and paint. There's no. Yeah. Well, really I think we should probably do some Parley Pro, like the, make some bylaws for the for <laughs> for the gallery. Like how many paintings you're gonna take from us a year? <laughs> yeah. Richie, you're under your quota this month. <laughs> Send a henchman after you. Yeah, it'll be. I I have a hard time imagining like doing the art world stuff without Montana Gallery helping me feel excited about it because the other stuff is like it's just super money based and it's 
it's hard to do art when that's the whole primary basis for it. It's way way more fun to get together and have yeah. times like this where you get to feel feel like you're doing something maybe a little more complex than just trying to sell something, you know. Yeah. It gets tiresome. So does the gallery kinda have to always stay as like this underdog, like no. kinda small, unknown well no, I think for it to be up. enjoyable for us. Underdogs always win the championship at some point. <laughs> then they make a movie about it. Yeah. You gotta start and then and th- right. Yeah. So that, but that's what I'm saying is maybe I have to like self sabotage it in some way to to keep it interesting for us. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could do the whole like get into a bunch of hard drugs. Yeah. With the rock star mentality. Yeah. They could find you drunk in a car sometime, naked and Randy Travis style. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened to Montana Gary? <laughs> Has fame gone to his head? <laughs> no, I think you you will blow up though. Like every venue or event I've gone to as of recent, and talking to people that are have been in the art world for a long time, you always come up. And I was like, yeah, what's what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You guys have visions for your own careers, or what? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I've got some projects I can't talk about yet, but yeah. Yeah. things I'm like excited about trying to. You guys feel like you'll be painting till you're till you're 50 or. Yeah, older? well, I think like this Probably point. Till 100 at least. Yeah, until yeah. my fingers fall off. Yeah. Until yeah. I die. Till I have some kind of cyborg arms I can latch onto my brain. Yeah. But the, <laughs> I have at this point like I either have to like for the last like four years. Been like, oh, like, do you keep going or do you go get a normal job? Do you keep going or you go yeah. get a normal job? And I feel like I'm having enough success right now to be like, man, do it, do it for five more years, do it for ten more years. And at that point, you get kind of seems like you can get sucked into it, and you you're letting more than yourself down. You're letting collectors down. You're letting galleries down. All those relationships and partnerships that you don't have when you're starting out, eventually, are that that glue and cement that keeps you in a job which I think it happens in any job you go into yeah. no matter what it is like mm. if it's your managers and your co-workers and your intentions that will keep you there yeah so that's all being really supported in yeah. the last three years do you guys have any other creative outlets that you want to explore or you think that you might want to explore I actually have Part of my idea, I'm not going to say all of it, but okay. the show that I want to do with you is going to involve music, because uh-huh. I, I do love music, and I've neglected that, but I have a, a really cool idea of mixing the two. Okay. So, I'll say that. But yeah, I, I, I play music, and I've always played music, but it's never been like what I focus on fully, because especially as I've done more in the fine art world, it just takes a lot of time that I neglected that. As recent, so I love that and volleyball. That's, Very that's my passion. real creative outlet. I'm about to get cannonballed. Yeah. <laughs> what are the other questions like I had on there? There was like you just told them all, so at the same time my brain got sorry. Aneurysmed out there for a second. This is how this pool gets hot. Well, what what impact do you hope Montana Gallery will have locally, nationally, in the art world? I'm really curious what you'll do with Billings, personally, when I hear that question. The world is a little harder thing to think about, but I yeah. feel like you're becoming a, like a an icon of that Billings. I just feel like a lot of people look up to you, and when I see your events, they're really packed full of people that are coming out of the woodwork that I don't think would necessarily always go to another event around Billings or around Montana when it comes to art. Yeah. And then your online presence is sweet so that all those things can just grow out from there but Billings is just such a weird town that I feel like I can't wait, I don't know, I'm just curious how that would go. I, I still I Billings. still like the idea and if anybody's listening to this and I would love to hear if there's any interest but in this idea from if you happen to be listening to this, but doing some sort of a a big convention. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be big to begin with, probably, but just a small, small, kind of like a workshop. A little big convention. I guess it'd be yeah, it'd be like 
all the different art conventions that are out there, except it'd be us doing it. It'd be way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and just start it, and then maybe it would grow into something over the years that is, I don't know, who knows, maybe even something as big, big as stuff that's happening in Great Falls or mm -hmm. for the... the it almost takes people jumping out into risk that I think a lot of galleries or other organizations don't really feel like doing anymore. Yeah. And that's when I, he, you know, ask like, oh, what's my entire gallery's influence? Like, there's a lot of people that have their ears pricked to Montana Gallery and, like, the projects and uh, artists and all the stuff going on. It's like, man, that's super cool. Yeah. For only being five years old or whatever it is, like... I, I like daydream about like what we'll, what we'll be like in ten more years. Yeah. When all these friends and stuff I have will be have more money and maybe be able to afford work. Yeah. To get them into buying into what Montana Gallery is doing. It's like, Would you guys still be up for? I like totally forgot. Like we you can't were name the you, project. you were the first two. No, you had the idea. You were the first two that you guys had the idea. What? What are you talking about? The the MS. like the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. MAS. MAS. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You guys still interested in that? Doing that? Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think it. The logistics freaked me out too much. I think it's. <laughs> I think especially after this year, since last six months, it just seems more and more viable. Yeah. Like to do. Yeah. I think it'll happen. I think at the it. Right time. Yeah. That's kind of. It's been that's why I. I put into the plan already, and it's like. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll fall into place. When yeah. It's, when it's gonna we just. You need to be careful forcing some things. Right. With, some, with that heavy of a deal, it's like just strong-arming it. Yeah. I think it's what a lot of organizations do, but I think if you do the right trusting approach, it might might be even cooler. Well, and that's why that's why the five-year, or like, you know, like having five-year visions and stuff, I think is tough because cause you don't know how fat, how, you don't know the speed at which, like, things are going to change. Mm -hmm. And... How people you really don't know how people will receive whatever it is that you're doing until you start doing it. Yeah. And yeah, that's super super true. That water looks so cool, you guys. You make projections and the light on it. It's like it's so smooth. Getting ready to go paint soon. Gotta go catch capture that light. I'm gonna go eat. Oh okay, I, I've got one last question for you guys and then we'll shut off this recorder. Um what, how would you, f like, fill in the blank? Um, art, at its best, accomplishes blank. I mean, we talked about that last night with some of the group of the Rocky Mountain Planner Painters. Oh, really? I did, like, group I was hanging out with, and we talked about how art is a language, or, you know, say painting that we're doing is a, is a form of language, and I think one of the coolest things with language is that poetry or the communication of ideas that's poetry I think is cool because it involves a little bit more emotion than just like straight up fact stating so as an artist now where I'm you know like it's not always just about painting it exactly as it is it's about finding something beyond it so for me I think when I see paintings I like to see if there's something underneath that yeah. base impression that's interesting or illuminating about something yeah. the communication Communicate something well. Mm -hmm. I don't really care what it's communicating because that's the artist's choice. But. Mm. Well, I don't have an answer for that. I'm not sure that I do really yet either. I think something about something. I think I'm kind of like, and I'm not sure what this says, but maybe I keep on like in a lot of the things that I write and the things that like things that I put out there in the world, the videos and in the podcast, it seems like I'm always coming back to the idea of like that we're, that we feel alone in the world, but that in sort of admitting that, that the, the loneliness of life to each other, it kind of helps, it helps uh, take the sting out of the loneliness of life. Yeah. 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 Like videos, movies can do that. Mm -hmm. Paintings, Music. you know. Like, I think like uh, recently on the podcast I talked about how Vermeer, um, you know, like Vermeer painted just the everyday mundane 
yeah. stuff of life, whereas before that, most artists were just painting like church scenes yeah. uh, or religious scenes in churches that were, you know, commissioned by the church or by rich people. Yeah. I was thinking, remember in Italy when we got that tour and she was like pointing out different parts on the on these big murals and like it would always be Jesus sitting on Mary's lap and he'd always be pointing at somebody yeah. and it was always that he was like pointing to whoever it was that commissioned like the patriarch of the family that commissioned the uh, painting like right. saying like oh, he's good he's all right yeah <laughs> like, I approve yeah I approve bought his way in I was like I'm gonna smite <laughs> but then Vermeer came along and he just paints like you know the everyday scenes of is he Danish? Dutch. Gosh, Dutch, yeah. So, and that, I don't know. I could see how, especially back then, if all of a sudden some paintings like that start coming out, it'd be pretty powerful. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I guess, I guess my life does mean something just in its very, small ways, in its very being. Not a rich, a rich guy. Rich yeah. I don't know. That's good thoughts, Tyler. Good thoughts. I think if I was going to be a quick answer, I'd say like truth, and but that can mean so many different things for each person. But it's like something authentic that's about their interaction in the world. You know, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. It's somehow somehow authentic and yeah, you know, yeah, authenticity. But it it communicates something, and it could be something so different from what you've ever experienced in your own life. But I think humans can at least sense or like understand on more of a feeling level that truth, even if they're not like haven't actually experienced it themselves. Yeah, but it's something from within them that's true. Yeah. I wonder, like, you know, with a painting of, like, Vermeer's, I think he painted, you know, he, like, painted some bread or something. I don't know if that's just a part of one of his paintings or if he actually did, like, a still life of just bread. But some artists have, you know. Or, like, uh, what's, was it Manet painted just a bushel of asparagus? And you kind of look at it and it's like, oh... Oh yeah, like I've th- I've thought at some point that this was beautiful, yeah. but it's not until you see it painted and framed up and on a gallery wall inside a gigantic building that took you know years and years to build, lots of men dying to build the building, <laughs> that then you're like, oh, oh yeah, like I I forgot that I thought that was beautiful, yeah, and now. I feel a little less alone because somebody else took a little bit of the time to perfect a skill to say to say that, I guess. I don't know. That's about it. <laughs> Alright, let's see what we're, what we're at. 36 minutes. Alright, let's call that good. Unless you guys, guys, getting, unless you guys got anything getting else. Pretty, getting thirsty and hungry and ready to paint. Shred some, uh, shred some, some canvases up. Perfect. Get, get our fingers frozen off. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, this audio wasn't too atrocious. There's a lot. Hopefully, of your ears aren't bleeding. Booming children around here. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to be careful not to drop it. Let's turn it off. Save that. I actually cleaned this all out this morning. It's one of my favorite parts of seeing you, Tyler. It makes me feel like, I start to feel like a, like a really unorganized human <laughs> next to Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you and I'm like, 
Oh, oh, dude, it smells like freaking paint thinner in here. Are you sure I'm not sitting on any? Yeah, what was in those jars? Oh, how do you drive in here? <laughs> Why did I say I had to come in this car? Oh, you can't even smell it, can you? <laughs> oh my god. Is it bad? Yes. I smell my can like I can smell my canvas from Which is all that nice. Thinner. Yeah. Really? Well, the canvas, to me, the uh, like Belgian linen smells good. It does. I like that's okay, but this is paint there. Nah. Uh -huh. I didn't spill any. It's a very, it's a mixture of linen and paint there. Well, it's on your paintings. It's all like getting off gas. I'd say it's 70% paint thinner, 30% <laughs> linen. That's being very generous. No way. No, I need this down. This is pretty. I can't breathe. building a car. I think, yeah, we're recording right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. You record that whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that I liked what we recorded in the pool because it's always hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it ch you know when you know that you're being recorded? It, it, like, it changes the way. Oh, I know.